0: Hey, everyone, and welcome back to Holy Spirit Soapbox. I'm your host, Dan, and I really hope that you enjoyed our Advent series with Stacy. She did an amazing job. She let the Holy Spirit kind of just walk through her and work through her and talk through her and do all these things through her, and I really hope that you enjoyed the series, but also enjoyed Christmas and celebrated Christ's birth like you never have before, right? And just realize that this is such an amazing thing and that we should celebrate it every single day we had a really great time writing that Advent series and and praying about it and talking to each other about it. And then, and then just, we meditated on all of it and we sat back and we're like, wow, (laughs) like how come we haven't felt that joy and hope and peace and love and all those things that we talked about and that we talk about every year. Sometimes it just seemed like words, but then we really dug into all of that. My goodness, that was such a great time, and we really felt Christ's birth this year. So I, again, I really hope you did too, but now we're in the new year. Oh my goodness, we're in a brand new year, 2023 AD, Anno Domini. This is amazing that we're even here, and I, I, and I pray for all you. We've been praying for all of you over the past year, now into the new year. I know there are some New Year's resolutions that are just kind of That are lingering out there. Maybe you've already started them. Maybe you're like, I'll start tomorrow. But we know that New Year's resolutions are a big thing. And they're a big thing because we always love to just better ourselves, right? Do better for ourselves. Do better for other people. And and ultimately... Our real main goal for this entire life is to walk like Christ did. And, and here we are, right? So maybe that's your New Year's resolution, okay? And I, and I pray that if there's something that you're trying to resolve within yourself, that God works in you to do so and, and that gets done. The, the devil works hard, okay? He works, he works really hard. And he's been doing this for, for longer than any man has been alive. He's practiced a lot. And he succeeded in some ways. And we can't do this alone. We need God, who's biggest, to work to resolve this and make the devil flee. And if you've given your life to Christ, that's great. If Maybe you did that recently. Maybe you did that this past year. Maybe you just did it. Maybe you did it years ago. If you've given your life to Christ, that's amazing. And we and we might get baptized or rebaptized or symbolize and create that altar for ourselves to remind ourselves of what God has done for us and how we're gonna let God change us internally so that we can follow Him more closely. If you got baptized or if the day that you gave your life to Christ, think think of that day right now. Think about that day. Relive it right now and think of how you felt. Okay? Now think of the day after. The 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 next day. Maybe you still had that high. Now think of the week after. Did anything change after that in you? Now I know the title of this episode is pretty yucky. Salt, pigs and mud and dog vomit. <laughs> okay, it's gross. But these are just three examples of illustrations in the Bible of us going back to our old ways and forgetting about God. And that's what this episode is all about. In Genesis chapter 18 and chapter 19, we read about the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, which are two cities where about like 99.9% of the people there have given into the flesh and forgot about God. They have totally disregarded God and indulge and engage in sexual immorality as well as basically everything that God tells us not to do. Okay? The cities are a huge mess. It's calamity. And they're at the level, like just at the level of self-destruction. So God decides that it's time to destroy these two cities. Okay, their wickedness is not only dangerous for the people in the cities, but also the righteous outside of the cities. So this is where God's like, I have to intervene. And Abraham pleads with God to save all the righteous in the cities, but the only ones left are pretty much his nephew Lot and his family. So angels go in to save Lot and the family and tell them not to look back. Do not look back. Don't look back. We're going to flee these cities when God's going to destroy them. And if you look back, bad things will happen. Well, out of the four in Lot's family, his wife is the only one who looks back and turns into a pillar of salt. Now, we're not sure if she really turns into salt or as it's really translated as one who watches over the city. Maybe she turned around and was just encased in salt. The point here is she felt the need to look back at her old life. Even though God rescued them, angels rescued them, she felt the need to look back and remember her old life and almost maybe regret leaving. We don't know. Then in 2nd Peter chapter 2 verses 20 to 22, and this is the NIV, he says, if they have escaped the corruption of the world by knowing our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and are again entangled in it and are overcome, they are worse off at the end than they were at the beginning. It would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than to have known it and then turn their backs on the sacred command that was passed on to them. Of them, the Proverbs are true. A dog returns to its vomit and a sow or a pig that is washed returns to her wallowing in the mud. Now, the Proverbs that he's talking about, he's referring to Proverbs 26, 11, and it's it's talking about those that are self-righteous right, or pious, and and false prophets, okay, both of these also refer back to returning to the filth that put you in a bad place from the beginning, okay, so ultimately, and this is disgusting, so I apologize, but it's, it's in the Bible, so I'm sorry, when dogs vomit, sorry, not sorry, when dogs vomit, they tend to eat it again, the same thing that made them sick at the beginning, they go back to, I mean, our dog does it too. It's gross, and I, and you know he might go outside and he eats something, and then yes, it comes up because his body's like rejecting it. It's like no, and then he goes right back to it, and then he's like lethargic. He doesn't look good all day. I'm like, well, why did you do it? <laughs> why do you keep going back to the stuff that makes you sick? And then because pigs, so the second portion of it, right? Pigs, they they smush together into what we call a pig pile. And the pig will go back to the mud and the filth and the other stuff that's in there, the gross stuff, after they're cleaned. And it it ultimately invites its friends with it because they all sit in a pig pile and then they all get yucky. Right? So let's think back to Sodom and Gomorrah. Okay? Yes, eating something that's bad for you as a dog and you vomit it up and then you eat it again or sinning or doing something that you want to change, that God's convicting you to change in you. And then you just go right back to it is the same as a dog returning to its vomit. Also a pig that gets all clean, right? From being muddy the, the, you go right back to that stuff, but then you invite your friends to it. You invite other people, and then you have other people also taking part in something that is not good for them. So Sodom and Gomorrah was in that place. But this is Second Peter. This is way later, okay? This is way later, and this is after Jesus had come. And, second, and Peter is just like, you guys keep doing this right? And false prophets do this. False prophets are the ones that bring others into their filth. And those that don't change, when they're convicted to change, hurt themselves, but they also hurt people around them. And they bring them into their own filth. So Peter basically says it's almost better for someone to have been totally ignorant and not known true righteousness then to know true righteousness in Jesus Christ and then go back to the same way you were before we heard of Christ's redemption why what is the difference when you give your life to Christ and then just go back to being the same old person that you were we all know that both ways are terrible okay as if you don't you don't gain eternal life without knowing Christ but if you' ne- and if you never know Christ And then you run the risk of falling so far into total destruction anyway. So either way, it's a lose-lose, not knowing Christ or knowing Christ and then going back to your old ways, okay? It's a win-win when we follow Christ and we let him change us and then we walk as Christ did. Now, let's look at James, okay? So the book of James, he goes on to say this in chapter 1, verses 19 to 24. Again, this is the NIV. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth, all moral filth, and the evil that is so prevalent, and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. Verse 22, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law, Jesus, that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Now, he's primarily talking about an angry tongue here, okay? But, but this can correlate back to what we're talking about as well. If we know Christ and allow God to work in us with his Spirit, we will produce fruits of the Spirit. Now, anger is not a fruit of the Spirit, right? So that's where he was coming from. He was speaking specifically about that. But other fruits of the Spirit, the things that are not fruits of the Spirit, will bear if you don't let Christ change you. So this in mind, we won't want to go back to our old ways because it takes us away from our actual true character and identity in Christ. If you say you're a Christ follower, and you tend to do things that Christ wouldn't do, it's like you look in a mirror, and then when you walk away, you're confused about your identity. You see yourself as one way, but it doesn't match up with who you say you are. Ultimately, what all of these verses are really saying is once we accept Christ, and actually let go, and let God work, we will naturally start to lose the old self, And become more Christ-like. Who you set in your heart as your master is who you'll be a servant to. If it's Christ, then you'll serve Christ. If it's mammon or worldly possessions, you'll serve mammon and worldly possessions or self. In this new year and going forward, if you've accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, let's celebrate Christ's birth and resurrection every single day. Every day. This way, it will help you overcome the world and seek heaven first. You wouldn't have to go back to that vomit, right? Don't go back to the mud. Don't look back. You don't need that life anymore. You have this new life in Christ. And let's celebrate that because you have not only this new life in Christ now, but you have it for all of eternity. So now I don't have any verses to meditate on because we went over a bunch and I read them for you. But if you want to go over them again, they are Genesis chapter 18 and chapter 19, 2 Peter chapter 2 verses 20 to 22, and James chapter 1 verses 19 to 24. They're also in the description so you don't have to write them down. But I do have a few questions for you. This whole new year, new me thing, right? It's funny, like we, we use the new year. Like this, the Earth going around the Sun as an excuse for us to change ourselves. It's like, well, New Year, I might as well just start fresh and start over. I get it, but at the same time, how about this? When we lo- when we lost ourselves, basically, when we gave our lives to Christ, that was the new you. That's the new you at that point in time. That is your new identity in Christ. Okay, so how about we focus on that? You know, and and letting God change you from the inside out. Also, if you haven't given your life up to Christ, you have a chance right now. Now's your chance to do so. And then you can also do this, not new year, new me, but I guess baptize a new me or (laughs) give my life to Christ, new me. I don't know. It doesn't really ring well, but I promise it's an awesome thing. Either way, here's some questions to really dig in into that heart of yours, okay, in this new year. Here they are. Three questions. Question number one. How might celebrating the birth and resurrection of Jesus every single day change your perspective on life in general? Question two. What are some ways you can allow God to change something or some sins that you might be falling back into or that you keep falling back into? And then finally, how can you encourage and help others with their slavery to sin, quote-unquote. So I want to say thank you so much. If you've been a listener this the, the entire year we've been doing this podcast, thank you. We appreciate feedback. We appreciate your prayers. Stacy and I love you so much and your blessing to us and our family. We thank you so, so, so much. And we, we ask that... First and foremost, tell somebody about Jesus today and then love on people like Jesus loves us. Please do that. Okay, that's the first and foremost thing. Second, we we really want to continue to reach ends of the earth that we've never thought we'd be able to reach. But God is great. So we ask that you continue to pray for us. And if you can tell people about Holy Spirit Soapbox, that would be awesome. We want to thank you once again You folks are amazing. We all consider you friends and family in Christ. So we want to pray over you right now. If you can take your prayer posture, if it's safe to do so, please do. And let's talk to our Creator. Our Father, we want to be followers of you as you are the most holy and most high. We give our lives, all of our lives to you so that you can work in us and and through us to help this world change for the better and keep you at the center of everything. We ask that you continue to let your word live in us so that we can recognize true wisdom and be guided in everyday situations. Please continue to break the chains of sin and change us from the inside out so that we can now be humble servants of you and not ourselves, not money, or not mammon or worldly things. And we pray all of this in Jesus Christ's holy name. Amen.